Hey my loves, okay, I wanted to capture two things of what I'm thinking or musing about. Don't have the answers, but here we go. Um, maybe not the most, I don't know. Uh, I was listening to one of my favorite content creators and she said something about how women can heal the wounded divine masculine. Actually, I've heard two of my favorite content creators. So they're still my favorite content creators. Um, I'm... I am not in a place right now to be healing any um, wounded masculines. I don't think it's um, I don't think it's a healthy approach. Um, I think even from someone who come is coming out of um, a, a period in time where I used to be subscribed to the Twin Flame Journey. The twin flame journey, or at least the way that I understood it and how low vibrational <laughs> it is. And it kind of sucks because I'm starting to notice I'm saying like, oh, that's low vibrational. That's low vibrational. And obviously, if water seeks its level and that's all I'm seeing, I really want to get out of this muck and this the rest of this matrix because... But I did unplug from it. But what I'm saying is with, with one of the things I noticed with the um twin flame journey what was very prevalent one of the things that was prevalent in that in that um experience was that it's like oh the woman has to save the divine masculine with her unconditional love you know he's out here ime udokuing other women and you know it's like they're just telling the nia longs of the twin flame journey to just like girl he still love you he's just a wounded divine masculine don't worry he's going to get his divorce papers or you know he's going to um leave the other woman for you and come back after 20 years he's thinking about you he's still in love with you he he did, he regrets everything he did to you but he still loves you and if you hold out long enough you know, you can you can heal this wounded warrior, uh, wounded masculine, because that's your role as a woman. You're supposed to heal them. Um, I don't know. I think what kind of scares me is I have to go back and listen to some of my older podcasts because I want to say I don't think I believed in it then and I don't believe in it now, but I think I have a better grasp of how to articulate that because women in general but I think even in the black community we have a savior man complex like we have this imagery of the black woman just booting lacing up her boots oh I I always get the weirdest text messages on my that wasn't a text message though it was like a Oh, that was freaking weird. But anyways, um, um, hold on, hold on. It's coming back to me now. So, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about growth too. The other thing here, here's the other thing I wanted to muse about. Um, uh, for those of you who are on one of two paths, either you're like me where you're not in the position to date right now, but maybe in two or three years or 10 years from now, you might be open to it, but you're learning along the way. You'll probably listen to Lena and or if you're in a position where you want to date, 
actively now, you can listen to Mina. Um, and or because she talks a lot about human behavior, I still like to listen to her stuff and hear how it's healthy. If anything, right, if I'm going to come back in the next lifetime reincarnated, at least it's going to be downloaded into my software where I'll be able to source the information easier and or pass it on to my niece and my my god my god kids but one of the things she was talking about in there too was that uh there's two two uh new podcasts that she did one was uh not podcast YouTube's on million dollar babes on universe guru um she goes into more more depth explaining rotational dating and then she also did a podcast on the qualities of a wife. Um, And I think I have to go back and listen to that one too, because again, I feel like a lot of the, um, the dial for my mind is kind of recalibrating on what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a wife, what it means to be feminine, you know, in a healthy way, right? Kind of just figuring things out. But one of the things she said about, how Western society looks at relationships <laughs> is that it's healthier for you to look as, at a relationship in terms of you growing with that person. I actually love it. I think that's super cute. Um, you know, and I think even when I surprisingly, when I think back to I had done uh, one of the first erotic astrology readings that I did. Um, it was, I think, one of the first two or three for sure. And I remember even though they were erotic astrology stuff and I was like, yeah, no, I can't do this. It wasn't the one where I was reading from the book. It was like the erotic oracles. And um, I pulled the cards and I still will never forget it. I remember it was the card where y'all, <laughs> it was a card about the fool and he was walking and I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? I think it was the second Oracle card. I think it was the second one because the first one was, was like sexually explicit or whatever. And then the second one. So I'm like, oh, let me pull the card. I remember it was at night and it was dark and I had the candle going and I'm like I thought this was supposed to be an erotic card and I'm like I don't see there's nothing sexual about this people like you can actually hear me going through the thought process and I'm like yeah y'all this is just about a single divine masculine he's on the path on his journey he has an idea of where he wants to go in life and then when the light flickered a little bit I saw a couple in the bushes and they were buck naked like they were getting it in. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I still remember that that podcast. And one of the things I was talking about in that one, I was like, this kind of love, y'all, is talking about like the beginning and the end because he's out to start an adventure and, you know, he's single by himself. But when he's old and there, you know, he meets his counterpart and you know, they're old in age. One day they'll drive by and they'll remember about the time they were got together in the, in the bushes and all the adventures that they had. Because the fool doesn't uh, uh, represent somebody out on a new journey, naive, 
starting in a new adventure, doesn't know what the path lies ahead, but there's people in the bushes there. So obviously he's on his route. Along the way, he will find his own counterpart type of a thing and they will have their, you know, encounter or whatever it is. And so, but I remember in that podcast, I was talking about them on their rocking chairs with their dentures on the table, you know, just holding hands and reminiscing and talking about all the things that they did. Like, hey, Billy, remember that one time we were up by the Aspens and we had to just pull over and get into the bushes and we were completely naked. And there was this guy that looked like a fool walking by with a map in his hand and he didn't know where he was going and he almost hurt us. Like, <laughs> anyways, anyways, so... I love that sentiment. I love the idea of growing old. And I I think that it's interesting. I think as you're listening to me musing, I think I've been like that from since I was young. But I think that I'm recalibrating because to me, it's not, I think that has more value when you're younger and you have more of your life ahead. Like it's things like growing old. Old, the idea of growing old with someone, part of that fun experience is watching your children grow together, you know, like grow, your children growing up and their life experiences and having grandkids and going into senior citizen age type of a thing. And I think like even when I see my parents, I think it's been uh, a unique experience for them to watch their four kids, you know, and different embodiments of who they are and their personalities choose different things in life and um and so it's funny because I know they talk about it uh, as a couple amongst themselves of what it is to talk with their daughter and to raise their boys and which one is more like her or more like him or not like any of them at all or stuff like that and so but I'm at this point in my life where to me, a companion, I don't know how much more I can grow with them. Pretty sure that it has something to do with inner work or, excuse me, letting go of limiting beliefs or stuff like that. Um, I guess it could still work because, like I said, I, 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 uh, I'm really excited for the next couple of years. Like I said, part of it is just what I think everybody goes through in terms of just getting back on track and where they want to be financially. So that's where I am between now and and next August. But I think that in terms of one milestone, right? Because I listen, I'm going to try to see how much money I'm going to get out of this game before I leave on up out of here. I'm not even playing with y'all. I am not even playing when I say that, right? I'm, I'm focused on the next closest milestone, which is next, next August. But um, there's things I want to do. Like, I want to go to more comedy shows. I want to, like, I see myself, like, if Cat Williams is in North Carolina, I'm going to go to North Carolina. If Cat Williams is, is performing in Florida, I'm going to go to Florida. You know, like, just being able to just get up and move. I see myself doing a lot of sip and paint around the world, a lot of paintings. I really see myself doing at least a painting a week. I'm no cap. And that that is an expensive hobby. Um, And it can add up because don't let me mess around and find out that, you know, I can do a a sip and paint uh, three days out of the week. I really legit would fly and or go to places 
where they have those all around the world. I also have an obsession with like going to five-star um, hotels that have luxury bathtubs. I already have some lists of where I want to go all around the world where I have like the, the most luxurious bathtubs or like the biggest, you know, like biggest bathtubs or with the views and the bubbles and stuff. So I want to cross those off my list. I'm also a cruise girl. I love, love, love a good cruise. Um, <clears throat> I have family that I want to see. I'm pretty sure, you know, once I'm able to travel, I'll get invited to a lot more different things. I have golf. I see myself putting these long legs in a golf skirt dress, skirt or whatever, dress and or skirt, and out there playing golf. Y'all, I see myself out here playing golf in the next, it could be as early as next summer. Oh my goodness, there's so many. I love hosting parties. That's one of the things um, that I took away from my job and I started to do when I, you know, at my, one of my places. So looking forward to doing those and celebrating setting stuff up more more stuff up for future parties so i have a lot of things to do i think that um it wouldn't be the same with my companion like we wouldn't have the fun of watching our child you know become a grown adult and and that type of thing um and so if I'm honest, like even the way I have my lifestyle set up now, and I've kind of talked about this, I talk to a lot of guys and they're not black black. <laughs> I just decided to just stay away from that. I've just gotten burnt too many times from that. Um but I really enjoy the conversations I have with them. And we're already at a point where we can talk about, oh, remember that one time so-and-so came or remember when this happened or remember when we went to that party or remember when we, whatever. So the shared memories are there um, type of a thing. So when she talks about growth, I think that, it's important. And I think this, again, it's just musing. I want to put them on the table. Um, and you can process it however you want to. But I like the idea for younger couples. I don't know what, what it means for um, more mature couples that don't share children. Um... If I were to go the route of having a companion that I can do a a foundation with, and I've talked about this in the last podcast, I think that's where we might have some memories where, you know, like five or 10 years and it's like, oh, remember, you know, the first year we were picking our board of trustees and, you know, this stuff happened and we met these people and we added this community partner or whatever, you know, it could probably be something along those lines. But just wanted to share that with you, the, those two resources. I do not remember what the first one was. So I'll have to go back and listen to the first couple of seconds to put in the cycle. But obviously, this is much more positive, right? Um, check out Mina and when she talks about rotational dating. 
And also um, the one where she talks about the qualities of a wife and and also a an husband and understanding that instead of looking for someone to be fixed, you know, and I can see where we get the wires crossed just a little bit because the nuance with that is when it comes to, to the girls, to our to our women. We don't, we used, it's kind of like we're, we're kind of waffling and, and flip-flopping back and forth. But here's the nuance. Back in the days, we used to say, girl, you know, get him while he's young. Because, you know, if he's going to be a dentist or a lawyer or in, in athlete, you know, an athlete or whatever, like hold on to that and let him grow so that when you're, when he's older, you know, you will have secured, you know, secured that relationship. <clears throat> but what has ended up happening is you will date for potential and then that person just never reaches their potential. Um, and you see this time and time again. Uh, there were people that started college before me that never finished. And I mean, their parents were paying for everything and had, you know, the lifestyle that they really could have wanted had all the privileges and still hasn't even completed their their um their BA let alone their AA right um well, there's one story in particular that stands out the both of them went to college and he was supposed to go to to college to be a lawyer if I'm not mistaken it was that or a dentist long story short next thing you know they get married she has her child she goes on to be a nurse and she's coming home to finding him still on the couch, still at home, hasn't done ish with his with his life, never completed college, never went on to get a job and just became a complete bum. And it's like he had so much potential. And so now we we go back to like, girl, if he if he doesn't have something going on for his life where he's not accomplished and you know, figured out what he wants, then just stay away with it. Stay away, stay away from that. So it's one of those things where I would say the nuances, in my opinion, if I had to come back in another lifetime with knowing, like if I could just push a button and download all the information I know up until this point and apply it to when I was a young person, I would say I still wouldn't date someone for their potential. I would still wait until they're at least 25 and older and are accomplished and then grow with you and then have the babies and then, you know, um, get married and have those that, that, that growth from there on out. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it to mean, you know, take someone who still doesn't, um, have a lot going for their self, their self. There was something else I wanted to say, right? Um, I would also wait until I was 25 and older and I'd be a lot more confident waiting until I was 25 because um, if I followed the same trajectory that I did when I was in, in growing up, I, I went into college and, you know, went on to get my first full paying salary job and buy my first house. And that's a good place for me to be. And it would really free up my mind. Um, and 
I feel like there was something else I wanted to say. All right, so let me upload this. And then if I remember, I'll come back and add it at the end like y'all know how I do. All right, until the next podcast. Bye. 1246. All right, I remember what it was. And it's funny because I was on the TikTok and I'm like, what was it I was talking about? Because y'all know I do not like to go back and listen to my voice. I don't know. I'm not the only content creator who doesn't like to do it. But um, so I... I uh. I was watching somebody and I remembered what it was. I started off the podcast talking about, I don't think it's a position of a, of a divine feminine to heal wounded men. I'm going to kind of stay 10 toes down in that space. I think for a very long time, I don't think it's the role of a woman. I think that we can, I think that we can be healing in, in, in general, right? So I couldn't tell you it's been really cool I don't have a nine to five, but I do have a spiritual responsibility. And I got that reminder again um, last week. I was um, working out somewhere and uh, I was talking to this to this lady. And because I'm understanding my body and my physique and how it does certain things, I was able to identify in her something that was kind of like, let's just say off of their posture. So I just corrected it in the course of like 10 seconds. And she comes back and she's like, thank you so much for that. And I told her too, because um, when you start to talk about spiritual things, even the way that we carry ourselves can manifest into dis-ease. And if you even have like, for example, a poor posture, now you're cutting off um, airflow to your brain, to your to your lungs, um, and then that can uh, result in you know like tight muscles and stress, and can lead to like heart attack, stress, whatever. Right. So I I had had that conversation. She came back and she says, "Thank you so much. I feel so much better. I'm glad you told me." But I knew. I don't want to go too much into all of her details. It might come out later um, in another podcast further on down but I knew in some ways I I she that's going to change her life and um it was cool that she came but you know it even when they they talk about it in the bible that when when Jesus healed the 10 lepers only one came back and how much he valued that I think that even as a person for me thank you goes a long way with me and so even though I I know I help other people, her saying that thank you was just a reaffirmation that I don't have a nine to five, but I have a spiritual component. Now, does that mean that I have to be out here um, healing just every wounded masculine and does it mean that the next relationship is going to be a wounded masculine that I have to pour into and I don't know, God forbid, even have sex with to have like that healing property? I'm I'm just, I don't know, I'm not there. I think in, in previous podcasts, what I will allude to is that I'm aware that I have healing energy, that I have healing components. But again, I think every divine feminine and divine masculine does. I think that um, 
And one of the interesting things that somebody had said too is, it's not that divine feminines and divine masculines are 100% perfect. I think that to some degree, we understand our calling and we're still trying to perfect what that is, you know, so we're still kind of growing ourselves. But, but, um, that being said, not everybody is approaching relationships the same way that we are. I don't like the idea of the sacrificing, you know, ourselves to do it. I, I noticed that it, it's, it's a theme that runs rampart in Christianity where we want to get like, you know, wear our boots, lace up our boots and wear our capes, which, you know, I will say here, I think it's interesting because how many women want to be like Jesus? Like Jesus is a whole entire man. There was 12 whole entire disciples. There's no women in there. So why, why are you out here trying to be like Peter and John and Matthew and Luke? Like, bruh. Why are you trying to be like John the, the the Baptist and get beheaded and stuff? I'm not, you know, it's not. And I get it. I get it. You can probably get some type of inspiration of being kind. But do we really want to imprint? I don't know. You know what? I, I haven't fully formulated, but it just kind of like where where is the woman counterpart of Jesus and again, y'all have to understand, grew up in the church, probably it's going to stay with me for a while, even though I'm, I'm detaching it from little to little. But it's like a lot of us try to take on the model of this masculine prophet when a lot of us are women and walking in those male paradigms and stuff. But this whole idea of women healing wounded um, masculine, I think it's getting us in trouble. Um, and so I think it was interesting for me to combine both of these and then I'm going to get off of here. Not saying I have the answers, but do you see how you can have one message where it's saying like, well, you know, healing the wounded warrior and growing because the way that this even looks is in my relationships, I'm not saying I was perfect, you know, um, but with, with both of, especially like the, the last two exes that I had, it was, yeah, they had their little quirks. Um, I wouldn't, there, there was some little wounds there, but I think that, you know, I felt like I could love them through it. I don't necessarily think I could have healed them, but I, I could see that it's kind of like, okay, they still have some childhood wounds or still kind of have some things that they're figuring out. And I think that maybe in the limited understanding that I have now, it's kind of like I was willing to grow with them through it. Like you work on your shit, I work on my shit and we have each other to hold hands as we're going through this journey, you know, but I wasn't expecting him to heal my wounds, you know, in terms of my childhood trauma. I was just going literally doing what I needed to do for myself and could see that he was going through some stuff, you know, like even with, with the one of them that I mentioned, like his dad didn't grow up in the home. I, back then I, I, I saw it, I felt bad for him, but it's, it wasn't like, oh, here, let me, um, sex you down. And now you're going to be like this totally cleansed person or something that, you know, I can't even, I don't think I would have the answers now to be like, here, 
let me love you in such a way that the the trauma from your dad abandoning you, you know, is going to heal you. I don't think I had the answers then and I don't have it now. And I don't think that it's on me to try to love that pain away from anyone in the future. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not seeing it. But it didn't mean I wasn't in relationships back then, if, if that kind of makes sense, right? I think the healthier model would be with the second boyfriend where it's kind of like, okay, you, yeah, you have some stuff going on. I'm going through my stuff, trying to become a better person, you know, but just hold my hand in the process and let's just keep going through life together type of a thing. Now, that being said, one of the guys that I was talking to recently, um, and I think he's more like a catalyst. It wasn't, we weren't intimate or anything, but he said some things that really helped me to look at life a little bit differently and a little bit better. Um, I think, let me close this out. If if I were to say, I, I and you know what? It triggered me so much. <laughs> if I keep it 100 with you that I didn't even want to bother to click on her video because it could be that just the title is triggering TF out of me and I just... I'm in the space that I'm in right now, but um, it would be easier for me to understand um, my role as a woman and a catalyst as opposed to, quote unquote, healing a divine, a wounded masculine. Because like when I was talking about this last guy, he was in my life. Yeah, there was some physical attraction there. You know, um, a little bit of like that sex transmutation thing. We talked about that in a previous podcast. And you can understand that from uh, Napoleon Hill. Right? Um, But he used that energy so responsibly and from such a high vibrational level. And he was able to talk to me in such a way that I, um, it elevated me, right? It definitely raised my vibration. Um, and there was no sex involved. If that's what she's talking about, you know, in terms of how you use your essence, then I don't know, I guess I have to go back and and watch the video now. At which point, if I'm like five minutes in and I see that it's just not going, if it's going down that path where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to self-sacrifice, then I don't know. I guess the moral of the story is. Don't be triggered by um, just titles. All right. I'm actually sleepy now. I'm going <laughs> to take a midday cat nap. I'll talk with you later. But I think I got everything off my chest that I wanted to. We talked a little bit about um, the pineal uh, gland thing. I think that's super fascinating. I wish I had more people to bounce that idea off of. I really do. I'm kind of in the process of manifesting really super nerdy people that talk about these type of things with me because I really do miss kind of like the push and pull. Like I would love to have conversations with like a Princella or like a Cynthia G or a, um, oh my, so is it Sun, Venus, Moon? Uh, oh, a Simply Said. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Um, with the Mina, like let me manifest people of that dimension into my dimension in the here and now oh my gosh are you kidding me oh and just stay in those conversations because this is this this is so cool right 
Can you imagine? I don't think people realize how blessed they are to have like a Amina in their circle. Girl, let let me find out. She, so she lives in Texas, but it'd be so funny. Like, let me find out she's down the street here. Let me find out simply is somewhere close in these circles. Listen, we're we're doing breakfast. We're doing brunch. I I I I know exactly this. Um, there's this five star restaurant. I would definitely take her. They have a great champagne breakfast. You're you're gonna talk to me. We I need to hear everything you need to say. Like, what's your thoughts on this, this, and this, girl? Um, same thing too. And and they all have different strengths and capacities too. Cause even and it's it's one of those things where obviously this is a podcast, so I'm gonna be chatting. But um, it's things like, you know who I would sit and listen to? and I, But I think the difference is, yeah, I can listen to them on podcasts. But sometimes I do have questions. And it's like I'd want to dig just a little bit deeper on some of the things that they talk about. And so then the course of the, the, information, the information go a little bit deeper. But, you know, it's nice to hear them. But sometimes the dialogue is just asking a question at key points. Listen, let me manifest those type of people into my circle. And I get little spurts of it here and there. Like um, like I said, and part of it too is since we are talking about, you know, wounded masculines, even with, with, with feminines too, right? With With other women. I think if you're just a divine being, you are a catalyst for the people around you, period. And that's in period, pill. But, um, I don't know. Let me go and listen to her. I'll probably put it on while I fall asleep a little bit and, um, come back on here and be like, yeah, you guys, it's not what I thought. She meant something completely different or she was describing something else. But is it my role to be out here healing wounded masculines? absolutely not I don't think so um I don't think it means I should have to settle I like the idea of growing with people but it's kind of like the idea where if water seeks its own level I want to be at the healthiest level and continue to grow I don't want to have to come down to any levels or settle because only dust settles but um can I be a catalyst to help raise the vibration for wounded masculines and wounded feminines? Because even when she talks about um, that in the title, you know, healing the wounded masculine, what about women? You know, because I know I, I'm going to imagine she's not saying that it's sexual and or that she's sleeping with these men in order to heal them. So I don't know. I'm just going to go back and listen to it. Let me. go to bed now Um, I will talk to you later bye